Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please, please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yes have some cast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. I'm recording. It's re- guys, it's recording. Oh, my God. Recording? Oh, my God. What should we talk about? Dill pickles. Okay. Dill pickle peanuts. Dill pickle peanuts. Jacob, what you you just told us you were eating something? What are you eating? Uh, I got some I got some dill pickle flavored uh, peanuts here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where do you, where does where do you buy that? The gas station. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two for a dollar. Now good. is the now is that the name of like um, a grocery store you go to or was it an actual gas station? Yeah. No, it's a gas station. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. It's Ours is both. Our gas station is our grocery store. I like the idea of a grocery store just called the gas station because that would be confusing. Like, where you go in the gas station? Hmm. Oh, okay. I'd hang out there. Okay. Uh, well, we do. We don't have a uh, uh, like Abby just mentioned. We don't have a good grocery store like in a near our house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we do a lot of shopping at the Texaco. Yeah. Right. Big right. time. It's it's always kind of like whenever I come visit, it's always kind of a trip. We're just like, hey guys. Gas you gotta station. get a treat. We can walk, walk there. Walk up, get a little treat. Yeah, it's, yeah fun. it's nice. I mean, so somebody, I, I don't remember who, but one of our listeners uh, made reference to us on, on Yes Have Some Group Therapy on Facebook, uh, said they were excited about our last episode and that we deserved a big dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree. First yeah. off, I agree with that statement. Uh, but I think our listeners like to get us, get us, they like to get us. <laughs> they like to get to know us a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Jake... Uh, now, would dill pickle chips, would that be like your go-to? Oh, peanuts. peanuts. Is that your go-to snack or is that like a one-off? I've never had them before. I just um, – I, I recently discovered like dill pickle flavored uh, potato chips. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try these. Get they they the sound dill. good. Okay. They sound good. I mean, I like pickles. Pickles are fine. Pickles I've are never fun. been like super into them, but I was like, you know what? You know how every now and then you'll find something, you'll try right. it, and you kind of get a you, you kind of get a little obsessed with it for a little mm-hmm. while. Yep, cider. Yeah. So I was just uh, <laughs> I was just in the gas station today, and I was just walking by the peanuts. And I saw these, and I was like, you know what? Fifty cents, gonna get a pack. Fifty yeah. cents. Now they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Pickle, Dill pickle peanut. Pickles just are as good. Fun to say as it is to eat. Pickles are just pickle cucumbers peanut. or. Pickles are just cucumbers who are just going through some stuff. Yeah, they're just, they're just a little sour. Uh, okay. They got attitude. Jake, what would your go-to snack be? Like your your old standard. Um, you know, I don't know if I have just like a go-to snack. I I I, I eat a lot of Chex Mix. Maybe Chex Mix. Mm. Chex Mix. 
Abigail, what's peanut your... butter, one hundred percent. Just peanut good. butter. Yeah, peanut butter chased with diet coke or coffee. Oh. Kind of like let it melt it down. I like to do just like a spoon right in the peanut butter jar. I like that. It's Sounds like good. a desert island thing for me. I think that like if oh so mm-hmm. you'd bring okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be cool to get a scoop of peanut butter, just put it in right in the diet coke. Mm-hmm. Kill two birds with one stone. I've never done that, <laughs> but me either. Um, like, I think I've dipped it in coffee before, and then I regretted that pretty quickly. <laughs> so, no. Hey, you guys, do you remember that time you guys thought it would be a cool idea to dip uh, a uh, a Twinkie in Ecto Cooler? Oh. Yeah. That was fun. Hey, if anybody wants to see that, it's uh, it's on our YouTube channel. <laughs> if on you want to see us gag. Ghostbusters toy reviews, dip in Twinkies mm-hmm. in Ecto Cooler. Mm-hmm. God, what what a time to be alive in 2016. You could just get Ecto Cooler at oh, the store. The promise. Do we take that for granted? <laughs> we didn't know what it was going to taste like. Did we? Boy, I don't were know. We I still got like five cases of it. Yeah, we've got a lot. It's just a I can't fire. drink it, but right. we got yeah. it. Yeah, we have several cases stacked it's in our guest It's moldy room. and old, but fuck it, we got it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Abby, you want to ask me what my favorite snack is? Yeah, hey, hey, Craig. Yeah. What's your go-to my snack? Go- oh, God, I didn't think anyone would ask. <laughs> um, I really like, so, God, here I go revealing my big secrets. Mm-hmm. I really like uh, the spicy nacho Doritos. Okay. Oh, the sweet chili ones? Not the sweet chili, but just... Are we talking okay. purchased from gas stations? Because I feel like I need to, like, retract my peanut That's butter That's what standing. I did. You know, you, you said peanut butter, and I was like, oh, Are I didn't just talk- pick, like, a home snack. I just picked, like, a gas station on the road. All right, well, okay. Abby, before- That's my- peanut butter's my favorite home snack, now okay. that we've defined that and clarified. Favorite... Home snacks. Home That's snacks? It. That's a new shirt. <laughs> home snacks. What's up, home snack? Um, I like that also. <laughs> and yes, I'm going to take it and I'm going to get the t-shirt. But I think for a gas station, baked Lay's, pretzels, um, I like Cliff Bars. And I like oh, the little special K. Who doesn't love Cliff, uh, a good Cliff Bar? I love I baked Lay's too. Those are good. Baked Lay's uh-huh. are good. Uh, my number one gas station snack are the little, like the five pack of uh, mini chocolate donuts. Whoa, the donuts? Oh, yeah. I used to get like a big bag of the powdered ones and like bring them into a, like an entire show and kind of like eat them through the different bands. You bring them into a show? Yeah. Like Battlestar yeah. Galactica? Yeah, there was like a yeah, convenience like... store right by the venue I used to go to. Oh, right? you mean like a concert? Yeah. I thought you meant like bring your donuts into no, a like, sh- like a television show. Yeah. That's filming. We called them shows, not concerts. Oh. So. I really hope this is somebody's like first episode of our show. <laughs> Snack talk. <laughs> and they're listening, they're listening with a friend and he's like, yeah, you know, they talk a lot of Ghostbusters, you know, Stephen King, they're really mm-hmm. into all this cool stuff. Maybe I guess now things. they also are just like a, a snack podcast. Yeah. Just about snacks. Snacks. Hey, I've been trying to start a podcast for a long time called The Chain Gang, where you go to a chain restaurant every week and you just talk about your experience that we're doing that. I like that. Oh. Um, so if anybody wants to host that with me, maybe you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say we do it. All right. Last we, we literally do that. We just yeah. don't record it. Last food-related topic. If we were going to start The Chain Gang podcast, what would be – our first restaurant. Oh boy. Gotta be a chain. Gotta be a chain. I think, mm. I think uh, for us, it would be somewhere we've spent a lot of time together. Okay. Ruby had Tuesdays? Of, had a lot of big dinners. Ruby Tuesdays and might be like third place. I think, yeah, I think Ruby Tuesdays would be back there, but I think it would definitely be sweet tomatoes. Oh, guys. I would be lying if I said that I season didn't work premiere. there. <laughs> the season premiere. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. I love sweet tomatoes. Abby, I, think ha- I was a here, manager there for a very short period of Abby, time. So, this is funny. Abigail Gardner 
You know her from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> no. You know her from Yes, Half Some. Uh, there are people in this world who know Abigail Gardner from her three or four month stint as a manager. In Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> in Raleigh, North Carolina at Sweet yeah. Tomatoes. Because I had a headset, nice. very high-waisted pants. I felt like I looked like Garth Brooks nice. the entire time. Like, with a really <laughs> over... No, I looked like Jerry Seinfeld because it was like the like the button-up, long-sleeved, like bright cobalt blue yeah, shirt that was shirt. like... Meant business. But the headset was my favorite part. Yeah, we do eat a lot. Also got a cubby hole that I could decorate. So um, that was pretty cool. Jake, you're vegan. Abby is basically vegetarian, and I am just agreeable. So yeah. we, we right. eat a lot of sweet right. tomatoes. It's good. It works out. It works out. Right. Hey, right. as Jake, it's Jake Up Walsh would say, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Uh, cool. Well, that was fun. Um, so this is episode seventy-seven. Can mm-hmm. you guys believe that? That's no, that's not. We've been we've been around. We've been around. Um, 77 episodes in. Yes, have some podcasts. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thanks for all of our new listeners uh, and for the people who've been supporting us for a long time. Uh, we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're, we're back. We're still back from Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you listen to our last episode, well, we've been getting some good feedback on it. I think somebody commented and said, I really enjoyed the episode, but I literally felt bad for you guys. I know. I felt like I was complaining the whole time. Well, I had fun, but I do. I feel bad because I I was sick. Jake, it was real quick. Jake, it was so funny. Abby listened to the episode today, and Mm -hmm. she was like, "Do you realize at one point we were talking about the the panel with the it kids?" And Jake was just like, "Guys, the panel sucked." I, I I don't I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like we didn't have fun at Spooky. No, I we did really I really like. We had Spooky. no fun. No. I would go back. I would go back every year, even if it wasn't big. I, I like Spooky. I'm not I'm not complaining about that. Mm-hmm. I just think maybe it's probably on all three of us uh, as far as our planning went. Yeah. And thinking we we were going to be able to do the things that we wanted in mm-hmm. in like a timely manner. That that's kind of our our It's own like part. we like it too much or something, you know what I mean? Like I feel like we didn't get to walk around and see the merch um or buy as much. I know you bought some prints, Jake, while we were there. I bought a couple things, yeah, that was but, pretty cool. Um But it was still it still felt kind of rushed. We ended up walking through it. Mm-hmm. You know, in the last hour of the convention, right. just because yeah. we were, were so busy all day. And Abby, yeah. you had plans to become best friends with Sophia Lillis. I sure did. How'd that go? Oh, we didn't that, talk about I it. I didn't even, if we were doing a what stress, and that was definitely the most stressful moment of my um, experience there because we walked down. Well, we had this like, by the way, just real quick, phrase. you sound good. Thank you. I do feel better. You feel better. I, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Good. Yes. Good. Um, but yeah, when we went to um, Spooky Empire, we kept. Saying, oh, well, we're right above the convention. Like, you know, we're right above it. We're just going to we're gonna pop down, pop back up. So my first trip down to the convention floor and, like, walking in, I thought I was going to, like, just kind of breeze in. And then, like, you know, I could go back to the room and do my thing because I knew my photo op was, like, later on. And I kind of wasn't – I just kind of wanted to, like, you know, I'm like a cat. I wanted to see my surroundings and kind of, like, yeah. take it in. Like, well, you know, do the rounds with you guys. But when we got down there – we started to realize how busy it was and the lines were open for the autographs um, with the It Kids. And so it was at that point that like we, I had just walked in and Craig was like, you need to do your Sophia Lillis autograph right now. And um, I wasn't mentally prepared for it because I like – I wanted her to like become my best friend. So like I wanted to like rehearse a thing and like I realized I hadn't – by the time I got up to her to get the uh, – um, my poster signed, which was a that print. Um, I think I posted a picture of it. I will eventually for sure. Um, 
when I got there, I hadn't even thought about where I wanted her to autograph it and like what color to use. Um, and I also hadn't planned anything to say. I just did the. She was like, "Well, who do you want me to make it out to?" And I said, "Abby." I was like, "With an E, like the road." Like I felt like an fucking like oh, you know the Beatles, Sophia. Like a fucking idiot, and like I just was like, "Damn it, I don't know how to talk to this this teenage girl," and I just want her to like me. Hey, I always had trouble talking to teenage yeah. girls, so it was fine for me. Yeah. No, she seemed she seemed like you know she was probably a little overwhelmed, but um, she was really sweet and she signed my poster and I never mentioned that in the last episode, so that was one of my most stressful moments. It's a good experience. Empire, yeah. Um, I will say this, guys. Uh, the It Kids should be doing some more conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Ray Taylor, you know, we talked about him. He <laughs> played uh, Ben in the new movie, Ben Hanscom. Mm-hmm. Ben Hanscom, right. that's what I've been calling him. So and, he's very um, handsome. So he, he kept getting in his way. I kept getting in his way. That's what I talked about. <laughs> He's doing an appearance um, this week in Tennessee. So if we have any Tennessee listeners, I think he's from there, uh, go to the grand opening of That Cookie Dough, which is a new cookie dough bar. And sweet bar, yeah. It's a sweet bar. It's in Bristol, Tennessee this Saturday. Go check out Jamie Ray Taylor. Guys, I'm seriously considering going. <laughs> I would How far is that? Pay money at this. I would definitely like. I I'd would love pay to money to... for that cookie dough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it's not like you don't have to pay to get into that event. You but... should go. Hey, Craig, you should go and then just get in his way again and just let him tap you on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, hey, man, hey, man, hey, man, uh, hey, dude, hey, do you... oh, are you? Do you work here? I'm just here for cookie dough. This is a weird coincidence. Uh, no, I want to go because I want to see what his like pool is because there were a lot of kids, like we said, that showed up to Spooky Empire like just to meet them. Mm, yeah, he doesn't have. I don't, yeah, I don't know. You want to see? I, I, I want to see what he I can felt take. Bad for him because there was one. Po- there was a little. I, I mean, I don't feel bad for him. He was in it, but at one point, mm-hmm. yeah, but they terrorized the poor line, He had no line. Yeah. You know what I mean? There were yeah. there were a couple times where I hope that cookie dough is pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe everyone's like, "Hey, we're gonna be at the cookie dough factory. Like, we're, we're gonna hold off." Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Go see. If you, uh, I just looked it up, Bristol, Tennessee's five hours from Atlanta, so oh, I will cool. not be going. No. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we'll be getting some cookie dough, and we'll be getting. Isn't it coming out like the digital copy pretty soon? Pretty soon. Yeah, yeah like a week cool. and a half. Something um, like that. So cool. we'll have our own party. We'll have our own little party. Yeah. Oh, and to, so lastly, before we get going here, um, I did want to say uh, our good good friend of the podcast, Troy Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll plug his brand new book <laughs> in a second. Uh, <laughs> no, we're really excited for him. Uh, but before we get to that. Uh, I was talking to him, and we were talking about uh, meeting the It kids and all that kind of stuff. And I was just raving about how much I uh, love It. And he was—he kind of—he guys, Troy threw a little shade at me, and he was like, oh, "I can't wait for you guys to all cool on It as much as you cooled on Answer the Call." And I was just like, "Whoa, whoa!" Mm-hmm. First off, there's no cooling. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good movie. It's yeah. a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. Uh, we love Troy. Yeah. Obviously, he co-hosts the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip, and uh, he's run uh, Ghostbusters HQ, and he's been, I don't know, kind of one of the uh, original Pillars. guys. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's old school. He's been doing this a long time, and he just wrote a friggin' book, mm-hmm. uh, the Ghostbusters Ectomobile Owner's Workshop Manual. Everyone's been talking about it. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Uh, just look up Ghostbusters Ectomobile. You'll find it. It's only 20 bucks. It's a hardcover book. Yeah. Uh, put out by Inside Editions, Insight Editions, and uh, really an amazing book. Goes through uh, the Ecto-1, the Ecto-1A, the stuff from the new movie, proton packs, 
all the gizmos and gadgets that a Ghostbuster would use. A plenty. Breaks them down like a, you know, like the Haynes automobile uh, manual. Yeah. Um, so definitely go check out that book uh, because it's really cool uh, when you're a fan of something and you work really hard and you get to go and like do something officially. It's mm-hmm. not something mm-hmm. a lot of people get to do. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to Troy Benjamin. Uh, we're super excited for you. Definitely. Yeah. I'm excited um, mm-hmm. to get that in my hands. Yeah. And also he hasn't even seen it. So he needs to just calm down. He does need. He needs to cool <laughs> himself. But um, congrats on the book, man. That's yeah, awesome. I saw Zach Ryder posting pictures with that book when it came out. Very cool. So very I was cool. jealous, and we got to get it. So we're it's very jealous, cool. and we got to get it. Um, cool. So, um, ha- did you guys have you guys ever heard of this? There's a new movie series out. It's called the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard now, of that? What's that about? What is that about? So okay. There's this rich guy. His name's Tony Darkman, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, no. Tony Stork. <laughs> Tony Stork. He delivers children. Ah. Um, no, we. Well, uh, I want to talk about Thor. I want to talk about Thor. I want to talk about Thor. We'll yeah, talk about Thor. Thor. Jake, have you seen Thor? I have. I saw it over the weekend. Cool. cool. We Thor. Just... Thor Ragnarok. Um, we just got out. Just saw it. We we normally see these uh, Marvel movies on opening night, but. Between Spooky Empire and getting sick, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, just missed out on the first couple of days. But but uh, I don't know, guys. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Jake, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty good. So ooh, it is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna be completely honest. Like when it comes to the Marvel movies, I think all of us have kind of expressed uh, maybe a little burnout. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. there's a lot of them. It's hard not to get fatigued. There's 17, that's right? That's the problem. There's, that's the problem. There's so many at this point, and they've been coming out for so long. Right. And they've also, I think, um, this isn't, like, absolutely the worst thing possible, but Marvel has figured out, at this point, exactly which formula works for 100%. their movies. Yep. And most of the movies uh, follow that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, and it kind of makes... I don't know. It kind of makes it when you've watched... Abby, did you say there's 17 of them or something? Yeah, there's 17. I don't know. When you're watching that many movies and they're all, like, kind of the exact same movie, it's just like, oh, all right. Right. Kind of getting tired of watching these. But um, I think Thor, though, it it broke apart from that formula a little bit. It's still following it in certain areas, but I think what Thor did was kind of maybe took a little bit of a page from... I don't know. I don't know. Mar- Marvel's been getting more comfortable getting weirder with their movies and, and less like, you know, they're, they're okay now with these movies taking place completely in outer space with aliens and weird characters. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's because of guardians of the galaxy. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a good thing because I think Thor three was really good. And I, and I, and I like the first two Thor movies. They, I don't think they're the best, but I like them. And, um, this one's like easily the best of the three. Yeah, I but would I'm definitely agree. I'm forgetting what's happening. There's so many. I was watching trailers for some of the older, just Marvel movies before we started recording tonight, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I'm just like, wow, I don't remember. I don't even remember these movies. They, they're so they've been building, you know, this franchise and this series for so long that at this point, it's just like, who remembers right, right, Iron Man anymore? Yes, like the first that's, Iron Man. I completely whatever. agree with you, Jake. I was sitting down because. Uh, 
Craig, uh, in the some of our lineup notes, you were asking about like where does Thor Ragnarok rank amongst the other films? And I was sitting there trying to rank impossible. them, and I was like, I don't remember so many of it's these. It's impossible. I ended yeah. up just writing down the ones that I cared about most first, and then it's I was like, like I don't. Just, yeah, I you, can't. It's it, it's more like saying where does this movie rank in with Marvel movies in the last two years? Right. Because that's well, what's that's fresh. That's the only right. thing that's on your mind. Right. I went I went back and watched the first trailer for the Avengers and I was like, God, this trailer kind of sucks. Right. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this trailer's weird. It just seems weird. The music's weird. Like right. it's just it's weird when you go back and watch older trailers for movies. And even if the movies are good. Right. Like the first Avengers is great. It's amazing. But just if you just go back and watch some trailers for some of your favorite movies, you see how like trailers have evolved and how trends and yes. trailers move on and it's just like whoa this avengers trailer is just it's awful it's not selling the kind of movie dude i love 80s trailers like i watched the original trailer for ghostbusters the other day like yeah like the guy who did the the trailer voice overs like in the early 80s like Mm -hmm. every movie sounded like the scariest horror movie ever like the ghostbusters trailer he's his voice he's like ghosts and you're like, holy <laughs> fuck, holy shit! Yeah, I haven't seen anything, but this is this is gonna be so scary. This yeah, ghosts have taken over, and you're like, oh Jesus Christ! Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, and also it's a super long um, trailer, and it gives away like pretty much the entire movie. Yeah, yeah old, sure. dude, old all like, the older movies, they, all the old mm-hmm. trailers. People did. complain now that trailers give away too much. Old trailers literally. Like, the trailer for Ghostbusters shows them battling Gozer. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. the end of the right. movie. I don't the think that people from the 80s could have handled, like, the Force Awakens, like, teaser trailer. I feel like... They would be like, what the fuck what, was what that? What the fuck is this? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, trailers know, have totally see, that thing is, Did they have teaser trailers in the 80s, or was it just like, hey... This is the only trailer for Ghostbusters. Let's put did as they, much in it as make, possible. They didn't make six trailers for every movie back no. then, did they? But they did do the teaser posters, which is really funny because, like, we, we've we talked about this stuff. And people – this is a common topic among people who love movies and stuff. But, like, it used to be you didn't know what a movie was until you saw the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so when people saw the first because trailer – there was no internet. Right. So mm-hmm. you see the first trailer for Empire Strikes Back, you're going, I had no idea they were doing more of these. Like, holy right. shit. Um, yeah. So when the original Ghostbusters teaser posters came out, it didn't have any words on it. It just had the logo. And people were like, what is this? Like, yeah. Right. It was just um, like coming to save the world yeah. next summer. Right. Which is why you thought that the third Chucky movie was Stripes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It was a Stripes exactly. sequel because yeah, you had exactly. obviously oh, not. Army. Um, That's why. <laughs> Classic so. <laughs> reference. So yeah, I thought Thor Ragnarok was great. Um, the Thor movies are not my favorite. Uh, in fact, the second Thor movie, I don't think I've ever actually seen the whole thing. Like I've, I, I was just, I don't Full know. Disclosure. So when yeah. when the when the Marvel movies started, like they were very grounded, kind of in reality as much as you could, right? So you, you start with Iron Man, then you've got Captain America, and like I was more in that mindset. Like, and then Thor came out, and I was just, I'm not into the whole. You know, I just it didn't pique my interest as much. Natalie Portman's not my go-to gal. Yeah, and yeah, I like being. She's being... dying of a broken heart. Yeah, Sorry. I've always, just... I've, I, I, it's weird because uh, I, I didn't mind all those extra. You know, the the first two Thor movies they have you know Natalie Portman's in it, and then the other two, there's like the Doctor Selvig or whatever oh, who's yeah. in a couple. Like there there was like a 
a small group of characters that are in both Thor movies that are main characters, none of which who are in this movie. Right. <laughs> none of them. Right. Um, and usually when that kind of thing happens, it's usually like a sign of a, of a worse film. Right. And, uh, I think it was the opposite. I think that I think it worked better it's without all fat, of those yeah. people. Yeah, you got rid of a lot of them. I mean, two two of those characters they literally killed off right. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I want to start kind of like the the main thing people are like the main thing you're hearing is how funny this movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth, obviously. Uh, yeah. If if we're doing like just overall thoughts, like between all of us, I was gonna say. I was laughing at this movie, I think possibly more than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and I was considering whether or not I liked this movie more than Volume 2, because I, yeah. it elicited more genuine laughter out of me, yeah. I think, than Volume 2 did. I was laughing I at a lot of the that. jokes in Volume 2, because I was like, oh, I fucking love Drax, so I'm going to laugh at everything he says, even though some of it's a little excessive. I felt like the characters out of Ragnarok were fresh, and Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. he's... He's funny. Like, he's I, good at it. And even after Answer the Call and Kevin and all that, I still mm-hmm. am like, he's funny. But if you think about it, when Dude. I watch Answer the Call, even though the character of Kevin is kind of like, this is stupid, he is the funniest part of that movie. Mm-hmm. He is still good in it, yeah. I think a lot of the comedy in this movie has to do with the director. Um, I, he's got kind of an odd name. I can't. Yes. Takai Watiti, something like that. Something similar to that, yeah. But he, um, we don't pronounce he, names well on the show. Trying to get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, that um, sounds good. He, well, he was in. Um, I mean, he he directed that movie that we were talking about recently. What, what we, we do, do in the shadows, yeah. And uh, a, flight of the like Concords and yeah, he like that's his. Which I thought it was pretty odd that he was the one tapped to direct this movie, just because he's such a like. He's kind of a small time. Like his other movies are kind of you know indie, and they're like what a lot of people love. What we do in the shadows. It's like it's. I want to see it now. After a lot of people talk about it. it's great. Yeah. It's great. Well, Flight it's really of the Concord is one of my favorite shows oh, of all yeah. time. Big, yeah, yeah, but it's just time. like that kind of that kind of comedy is like it's not for everybody. It's not like it's not the it's not like the mainstream kind of comedy that you would think the Marvel writers would be like. That's the guy we want, but it's. I think it's great that they got him. And I watched an interview with him and he talked about the script and he was like, well, you know, we, we wrote the script, but we did a lot of ad lib on the set. He's like, we made sure that, you know, we had, um, we had all the the lines that needed to be there. But he's like, besides that, we did a lot of takes. We did a lot of just messing around and like, Hey, try saying this, try saying this. And, and he also, that guy voices, uh, Korg, Best character in the movie. That's what I was about to bring up because that's the flight of the Concords like element that like goofy, aloof, um, like new Bob. Yeah, and I think it's Korg. God, he was so funny. Like uh, at the end of the movie when his like whatever his little companions he thinks he's dead, then he comes back alive and it breaks the tension and like it never gets too serious, which is what I think was problematic about Thor movies in the past was like, oh my god, it's just a little heavy, like it's a little over the top maybe or something. And mm-hmm. I feel like he like the sense of humor and like the kind of that silliness was like real. I really appreciated that. It was quirky and I liked it. I think the reason why it works so well is because the movie is so, like, it plays like a comedy majority of the movie, even more yeah. so than like guardians. And if it's, if you're trying to do that and it's not working, you just don't, 
you can't buy the movie. Like, you won't buy any of the action. But right off the bat... I think it's got better action than Guardians of the Galaxy. The I first think the one? Fight, mm, I don't know. Not Maybe not. Definitely no. Okay, I'm going to take that back. Definitely more than the second one. I just thought that the fight sequences were really good the, in this movie. I, I agree, Abby, though. The fight sequences in this movie, I think, to me, I think are some of the best in any of the Marvel films. Yeah, guys, like, guys. It's starting to hit me right now. This movie is so... The whole well, like, we got to think about it. Like, so, as far... This was one of the big things that I liked about the movie that I want to talk about. And, Abby, you, you just hit it. Is the, the fight scenes, especially towards the end when everybody's, you know, doing all their stuff um, and it's like, you know, all the battles going on, mm-hmm. those are the, that's kind of the, one of the only times that these movies actually feel like uh, you're like watching a comic book to me yeah. because they're super, super like illustrative looking and they're bright and they're, they're, they're like hitting slow motion, like mm-hmm. in a good way. And it just looks like it, it looks like what they wish Batman versus Superman looked like. Uh, you know yes. what I mean? It's like, it looks like... Brilliant, the, explosive, the better, creative. Yeah. version of that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, there, there's a scene where, like, Thor is coming down and that, like, uh, you know, that, like, undead army is all kind of running up to him. And yes. it's in slow motion. And all the stuff with the Valkyries... Fuck That's yes. all super slow. Mo- it just looks and amazing. Yes. It just looks like I just want to stare at this. It's it intentional focusing instead of Zack Snyder where it feels like he's just fucking staring at something for like 20 minutes too long or whatever. It's like it's it, you're there's a reason why you're looking at those images and it slows I mean, down perfectly and then speeds right back up. And the music, if we're going to talk about it for a second, sorry. Oh, the music is yeah, so yeah. on point and it it's really the, it's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very good. And like. I know, like, we're, we're talking about the end of the movie first, but yeah. um, those scenes with Hulk fighting that giant wolf. Oh, my God. Jake. They're that's incredible. The best, Jake, I thought of you that whole time. Looking, that's the best looking thing in any Marvel movie. Jake, I was really sad. Is it dead, like, that wolf? Because I was worried about its, like, life because I really liked it and I didn't want it to, you know, die. I'm sure it's that. Well, I don't know. I think everything on that planet is I think is everything's dead. dead. So, everything mm-hmm. Tell me yeah. about the rabbits. So, <laughs> was that a uh, Steinbeck reference? That was of mice and men. Yeah, yeah Steinbeck. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Hey, we're highbrow here. Hey, we know this. Cool. We, read. we know um, the classics. We know the classics. Mm-hmm. Just don't ask me any other Steinbecks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, grapes of wrath. Grapes of wrath. Uh, grapes of another color. Okay. So <laughs> green, purple. Um, <laughs> the chemistry between Chris Hemsworth and Tom. Uh, Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Yeah. I was going to call him Tom Hiddlesworth. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, Loki, it's funny because Loki, like, literally does the same thing in every movie. Like, gotta, he's a complete yeah. asshole, and then you're like, oh, he's on our side, and then he's a dick, and then he almost ruins everything, but by the end, he kind of sh- shows up again. Yeah. Uh, but he's great. Like, they're both, re- and they're both really funny together in this movie. Uh, the, the comedic t- like the whole it was kind of in one of the previews but the the gag they do where they're coming up the elevator the yes. he needs help gag that's fun like yeah. it's just funny and it just yes. works and by that point in the movie you're just completely bought in so you're like this is ridiculous but uh you buy into it I thought Mark Ruffalo maybe stole the movie for me I cried I literally had to remove my glasses from my face and wipe my tears from my eyes when he 
It, when Scarlett Johansson pops up. When Mark Ruffalo. Th- yeah. it's, do you know how. And when he loses it, I'm like, dude, I fucking. I know. I've been there. I black out too. Like, I get, like, when he doesn't remember anything. I was, like, so emotionally. It, do you know pulling how, shit out of me watching him. I love him. It was him. so meta and clever because he comes out of. You know, when he's the Hulk, he's amazing. And it's the first time we've seen the Hulk be all kind of, like, hulky. Dude, and he reminded me, I don't know if it's because we just watched the Ric Flair documentary, uh, the 30 for 30, but, like, of, like, a hardened, like, a wrestler after, like, a lot of, like, many years on the road. Just, yeah. like, doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> just throwing shit in his room, and I loved it. Um, All the stuff between Thor and Hulk was really, really funny. Well done. Like, you take Hulk seriously, but he's also just, like, he's a big, It's like party Hulk. Hulk. God, he's so but dumb. But when he, when... When they're in the ship and Mark Ruffalo comes to and he realizes, you know, he's starting to kind of figure out what's going on. And he starts asking about Sarkovia mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, you start realizing like, oh, he doesn't know anything from the end of Avengers Age of Ultron till now. But what they it almost was like in a roundabout way going, dude, there's been like six movies since then. You, you're, you're fine. <laughs> but. You've missed out yeah. on so much. I thought it was really clever. It is that that's that's can like that's um that's also them sticking pretty pretty close to the comics. Like that's the way it is with him. And 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 uh the whole the whole Hulk thing on being on this planet and um uh Korg and Meek and the planet itself, Sakar, those and like the 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 battle of champions, all that stuff. Yeah is directly pulled from one of Marvel's like most popular books called Planet Hulk. And um, that stuff, it, it's weird because that stuff to me is the best stuff in the movie. It's my favorite stuff. But then it also kind of sucks because it's like, oh, this is the closest we're ever going to get to Planet Hulk. They're never, it's never going to be made. Right, and yeah. they've come out and said that before because Marvel doesn't have the rights to make a Hulk movie. Like, those rights still belong to somebody else. Yeah, and that that's, yeah, and that's why we just still get, like, you know, they're, they're allowed to put Hulk in Marvel films, but he can't right. have a standalone mo- movie. But um, at the end of that Avengers movie, when that Hulk... That makes him mad. I bet it makes him angry. You wouldn't like him. It pisses him off. Um, You know, whenever they, whenever Hulk rides off in that, in the jet and whatever, is that Ultron? Yeah. Uh When that, when I remember when that happened, people were like, oh shit, maybe they'll do planet Hulk. Cause that's kind of, it's not exactly the same, but it's similar to how that storyline starts. And, Mm. and, uh, you know, as soon as this trailer came out, people were like, holy shit, they're, they're putting planet Hulk stuff in here. And, um, you know, the character of Korg is like he he becomes like one of Hulk's good friends in that Ooh. in that series and and uh and I didn't know he was gonna be in this movie at all I I only watched the one trailer which he's not in and I was like holy shit there's like it's more than just Hulk being on a planet they're they're really taking some stuff from that from dude that I'd comic watch his standalone movie it's great. Yeah, right. Me too. But I liked I liked all the Hulk stuff, and I like that he's talking more now because that's just that's how it is. He he, you know, as the Hulk goes on, he he learns more, he talks more, and I like that. He's he's the best. He's the. I mean, Marvel knows Marvel knows like what people like. You know that there's a reason Hulk is in this fucking movie. You know, right. no, and they and and really like like I said, like the chemistry between. 
Mark Ruffalo and Chris Hemsworth is also really, really great. It's and fun. Yeah. It, it is a lot of fun. And like one of my favorite lines in the movie is when this is the line that it made me oh, think of Kevin yeah. from Answer the Call. When when he said, "Well, what are we going to call ourselves?" and he's like, "Oh, the 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 Revengers." Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's so stupid," and I love it more uh-huh. than anything. Dude, yes, that had me laughing. And when he's trying to calm the Hulk down and just keeps repeating, like once he's Mark he Ruffalo, he keeps yeah. repeating the sun's going down. And the, oh my god, I was hey, losing. Big guy. It. Hey, big oh, okay. guy. God um, damn it! It's so, so good. So, the structure of this movie is is very good. Yeah, and. and what I also liked, like, the storyline wasn't convoluted, right? So they did a really good job. Um, okay. It was neat and tidy is how I felt. When Thor gets back to um, Asgard, or Asgard. Asgard. Um, <laughs> which is funny. Asgard. Uh, yeah. And he, calls, he calls it Asgard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when he's watching, so it kind of evoked uh, Game of Thrones a little bit. They're watching the play, like mm-hmm. the story of, of yes. Loki and, mm-hmm. and Thor and Odin. Uh I can't believe this wasn't spoiled for me. Also, that stuff used to happen, like, you know. Well, they used to Tragedies. Be, I know. Steinbeck. <laughs> Shakespeare. Um, Greek tragedies. You know Steinbeck. <laughs> you know Steinbeck. The theater in the round. Okay. Uh, good. We're doing good. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, Matt Damon was in this movie. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> that was Playing insane. the actor who played Loki. I actually didn't know that until we got home and you said that. I wasn't sure who that was while I was watching him. Yeah, it's Matt Damon. It's crazy. Um, so that was, was kind of like a funny little cameo. But the way the story unfolds, they go, they find Odin. Actually, the scene where – do they say they're in Norway on Earth? Is that Texas. Where in Norway, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that Hold on. That's Sidebar. Sidebar. Uh, the dude who was the executioner, mm-hmm. when he showed yeah. off his stuff, and he pulls out like the two assault rifles. Yes, and mm-hmm. he says, "You know, I got these. You know, from a place called Texas." Yes, Texas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's insane. In Midgard, or whatever. Insane. That's also straight from the comic book. Oh God! That guy, that guy with the guns, and like he goes out, like he, that character. That's his arc in the comics, right. and it, you can you can look up the pictures, and there's pictures of him. Looking all crazy with two machine guns, love going it. out, going out the same way he does in this film, which is really oh cool. sweet. Yeah, I but love it, that guy's redemption arc. That was really cool. It was good. Mm-hmm. Loved um, it. But yeah, the yeah. stuff with Anthony Hopkins and like when he explains uh, that they have a sister that they didn't mm-hmm. know about, mm-hmm. and uh, Kate Blanchett shows up, twisted sister. What'd you guys think of her? Mm-hmm. I thought Dude, she looked good. I think fucking she looked good. owned it, and I loved it. Yeah. and I love like when she gets mad and like flips the bitch switch and like puts her horns out. Yeah, and, like yeah, fixes her takes hair. Her horns out. Yeah. What, so, I want to be able to do that. What I really liked about it was that uh, it could have. It's another one of it could have been hokey. Like she could have just been like. Uh, uh, because the costume kind of looks like Rita. There was more, yeah. From the new uh, Power Rangers movie. Yeah, her I nails see that. looked so good. But and her, I loved her. I loved her costume. I wanted to wear it. And I think that her acting was, like, incredible. And I think there was more dimension to her character than Ronan, the accuser, Guardians of the Galaxy. For you, still you're doing, like, a Guardians I'm having, turn. like, a Guardians, yeah, like, revision. You're turning hard right now. I don't know. I need to go back and see them. I liked Volume 2, but I didn't like it as much as I wanted, is how I feel. I still love Volume 1, and it will always be the one that does what I need it to do when I need it. So, I'll, it'll be my first love always. But I really like this movie, and it did have some beats and some borrow some of the really good stuff that Guardians did well. So, um, Yeah, I thought she was great. Um, let's just get to it. Let's not bury the league. I know what we're about to talk about. Can we talk about, about Jeff Goldblum like, right now? Fuck? 
<laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Uh, so first of all, first of all, this is the first movie since Jurassic Park that Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill have both been in. Right. And that's cool and all, and I'm always happy to see Sam Neill, but I do wish Sam Neill had more of a more of a role. Maybe maybe if those his character and uh and Jeff Goldblum's character would have shared a scene together would have been cool. But um Jeff Goldblum is amazing in everything ever. And it seems like he almost was just like they were like, "Hey Jeff, we're gonna we're gonna put this costume on you, and um, just just say whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Just react to what, because that's kind of how it seems. It seems like he's just literally Jeff Goldblum re- would react. And, yeah, uh, it's perfect. I literally thought about going home and putting a little bit like a blue line on my lip. Yeah, I just wanted to do that. God, I was considering it too. He looks so good. If we're talking about color, the color palette's awesome, too, on that planet, and, like, everything that he has going on is very cool looking. And it's very different and distinct from other Marvel movies, so I liked that. The aesthetics were awesome. I was a little worried going into this movie because uh, a lot of the imagery and the music they were using in the trailer was kind of evoking some of the same feelings (laughs) you get with Guardians, Groovy so, 70s. I just yeah. didn't want yeah. it to be like, oh, they're just doing the Guardians thing. So this movie managed to really like, it's very cosmic and it's very uh, 70s and 80s, um, but it definitely feels like its own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that planet where they have, where the Grandmaster is and they, like all of that stuff, it reminded me, so this is going to sound weird and it doesn't sound like a compliment, but it is. It actually reminded me of like, the Star Wars prequels a little bit. Because you have arenas and you have, like, battle going on. I felt like that stuff was drawing from, like, Greek and Roman. No, I know that's where it was. Greek tragedy Yeah, I don't think that the the writers of Thor Ragnarok were like, we were really influenced by Attack of the Clones. Uh We really really want people to think about the Star Wars prequels. No, but I did think of the prequels when they do that shot that pans down the arena and like you're seeing all the fans cheering yeah i mean and and jeff goldblum's kind of doing the you know it's like job of the hut a little bit and he's kind of i don't know it just it it evokes i can see that i can see that i didn't think i didn't think that there was no part of me that thought that but now that you're saying that i could definitely uh but but that being said like arenas are in a lot of movies i don't always think of star wars better creatures um and um yeah we haven't talked about um Oh, God, I can't think of the character's name. Thor now. Ragnarok, better than the prequels. We'll say that. There you go. <laughs> uh, the, the Valkyrie. Uh, Tessa Thompson yeah, from, uh, from Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. yeah, that's what I know her Valkyrie. from. Valkyrie, yeah. She kind of plays a similar character, honestly. Like, she seems, she's really, I really like her, and I think that she's a real badass in the movie. And I thought that the Valkyrie, that's her name. Like, I thought that it was a just a really cool story arc and... I mm-hmm. like that they gave her a little bit of backstory and that she was a badass um, and, like, a hard drinker. And that, like, the chemistry between her and Chris Hemsworth was not that dissimilar from Gamora and Star-Lord and, like, the the girl being a little bit smarter and more powerful while the guy's kind of being, um, you know, his hands tied, kind of, like, uh, emasculated or whatever. And I really like that stuff. And I thought that they played well off of each other and I... I like that she progressed, and I like that she had a reason why she was stuck on that planet and a reason to get off of it. And I like that she's now a part of the team and that she had, like, development, and I think that's cool that, you know, because Marvel, people have complained that the female characters are one-dimensional, and to have a female villain and a really strong female lead like that, that's cool. So, yeah, I was into it. Yeah, they're kicking ass. 
Um, one, of, one of the things that I, I like that Marvel does is that they'll they'll bring in they'll bring in some characters that are from the comic books that maybe people maybe not everybody are familiar with who they are, but they're they don't like I didn't know Valkyrie was going to be in this movie. That's that like that's a character from the comics, and same with uh, uh, Surtur, the the big crazy red demon dude. Like, uh-huh. yeah. he's he you know funny. he's a He's like a him. major. He's a major villain, like in, crown. The, in the Thor world, and he's really he's fun. And uh, I had no idea he was going to be in the movie either. And like, it starts off with like Thor fighting him, and I'm like, this is cool because this is this is like this just reminds me of a cartoon, All like right. fighting off a villain quickly and then moving on yes. to the big story. Yep, I want to name. Yeah. these are my three biggest laughs in the movie. I want to know what you guys think about those. One. Okay. When Mark Ruffalo jumps off onto the bridge and you oh think he, and he, you he think just he, flops, he just flops. Yeah, he yes. doesn't Hulk. So funny. That was great. So funny. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. Two, uh, the character Jake was just talking about when they're all leaving and they've resigned themselves to the you know the whole thing of like uh, Asgard is a, <laughs> Asgard is a people, yeah, yeah, not a planet, and we're leaving, and then Hulk shows up and just attacks him. Oh, Hulk's like I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Not that, unlike Baby Groot, but yeah, that's a right. Great, yeah. yeah, he's They're like, like a monster. Yeah. Oh my god! If we can get Groot and Rocket and Hulk in a scene together in Infinity Wait, War, I think Baby Groot would be really good for the Hulk. Like, I feel yeah, like they it would, would. It would be. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, actually, no. Thank goodness that just no reminds me. The, there's a line exchange in this movie that remind it's it's almost a direct homage or reference to some lines in Guardians about like the. We go through you like you go like. Do you know that scene from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One with in the uh, like the prison break before that happens, mm-hmm. where Rocket's like explaining to everyone that like we go through, in, you in, you don't go through us like we go through you kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Valkyrie delivers a line that's kind of similar to that, extremely similar. Remind um, me of that. I wouldn't so. be surprised. I, mean, I don't know if it was intentional can, or not. No, you, you can find. And a I lot wish of... I had the exact quote, no, but well, I remember thinking, oh, that sounds like it's. Um, oh, before I forget. This was really subtle. Mm-hmm. When Loki goes to the basement uh, to do whatever to to start being good uh-huh. again, um, when he walks past the infinis- the Infinity Stone, the Space mm-hmm. Stone, like he gives it that glance. He's like, "Fuck, I want that." Yeah, uh, no, he takes it. He he must take it. You, yeah, you, he probably did take it, right? Well, I mean, a hundred percent because be, be, well, first of all, like the whole Marvel universe movies kind of start because of that you know like Uh. avengers happens because he fucking wants to steal that thing and he's loki he's a piece of shit and he sees it he takes it Mm -hmm. and i think i I think there's pretty much confirmation that he took it when the after credit scene is like thanos showing up like why else would he show up right i love at the beginning infinity stone on that on the ship i like when (laughs) when thor references uh how they were all looking for Infinity Stones and couldn't find them. Like he, he like sums up like the he sums mm-hmm. up the first two phases of the MCU in one sentence. Right. <laughs> also, if we're jumping back to funniest moments when he's trying to get like the password to get the ship to go and he's oh like strongest God. Avenger. Yeah. Like that was so fucking oh, funny. Oh, and also the password ends up being point break. Which, yes. Because Tony Stark's a complete douchebag. I love mm-hmm. it. Yes. God, yeah. I love it. Um this is de- so, and the Tony Stark jeans like being too tight for Mark Ruffalo, and he keeps pulling down the crotch. I love that. Yeah, I mean, my my final thoughts are, and we we will probably talk about this movie more. I think it deserves a rewatch because there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. Um, assuming so, okay, so everybody 
the train of thought is that one of the original Avengers is probably going to die in this Infinity War movie coming up, right? Um, so maybe it's some Iron point, Man. Well, we'll do predictions at some point of who we think that could be. Well, we know mine. I hope it's not Thor. Yeah, we know it's Iron. Well, I mean, we could do it right now. Uh, Every I think most people lean towards Captain America. Whoever it is, I think Thor needs more solo movies, and I say keep the Hulk with it. Like, make them a team and just stick And get with that. Baby Groot in there, too. And get Baby Groot in that. Yeah. Because um, I think that formula works. I think, you know, and let these guys who did this movie do another one. Also, yeah, Thor sure. made so much it, – it made like $125 million opening weekend. I will not be surprised to see a date for Thor 2 uh, or Thor 4. Uh, yeah. This is my first. This, I count this as the first. Story. Basically, Thor one. We're just yeah, selective um, sequels. Um, no, you're you're right. There, let me let me. We we were, we're talking all good about this. I have one thing that kind of bothers me about maybe not just the Thor, maybe the Thor movies. I don't know. I think they need to stop using Loki altogether. Mm. I think like so. Okay, so Thor, the first Thor, he was the villain in the first Thor movie. Yep. And that's cool. And then Avengers came out, and he was the first villain for the Avengers. And I thought, I always thought that that was weird. And I know he was being like kind of puppeteered by Thanos or whatever, but still, he was the villain in the Avengers. And I always thought that was, I was like, okay, so we're going to make the first Avengers movie ever, and we're recycling a villain already. We're right. already using a villain. We've I agree with that. Yeah. And I thought that was weird. I think the Avengers is a great movie. I thought it was a very weird choice to use him as the villain. And then not long after that, you know, they make Thor 2, and I'm like, wait, we can't have Loki, who has been, you know, the very first Avengers villain. You can't bring him back after that very soon. And, like, and he's not, you know, he's not, like, a great guy in that, but he helps Thor in that movie. And, you know, he does betray him in the end. But still, I was, that was the thing I hated the most about Thor 2. I was like, L- Loki shouldn't be in this. It's, it's, it's kind of taking the Avengers down a notch. And then, you know, he shows up again. <laughs> it's just, right. it's like, like you said, it's the same thing. You can't, Tom Hiddleston is amazing it, as Loki. He's great. He's that dude's. He's a good actor. That character's fun. You can bring Loki back here and there, but he, he, you can't bring him back in every movie because every time, you know, Thor trusts Loki, or every time he's helping you, and when he's in every single film, it 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 knocks the older films down a peg. Yeah, and also the scene at the beginning where Thor and Loki are in New York, and those girls come take a selfie with Thor. Like six years ago, Loki was. Invoking, Everybody would know who Loki is. He, he would it, be like it'd be Loki. Like, if, like you wouldn't take a ahead, selfie yeah. next to Osama bin Laden in New York. Exactly. It would oh. be just. It would be worse than that. Everybody right. would be like, "Holy fuck!" There is <laughs> right. And I mean, and you know, that's why. That's why you know, Doctor Strange intervenes is because he's like, "Why is Loki on Earth right now?" But still, like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about the Doctor Strange. Yeah, part. the little Doctor Strange. That in was there. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They shared a drink. And um, that was neat. Well, cool. So, I thought there, yeah, there was some funny um, stuff there. Let us know your thoughts about Thor. I know some people are asking about discussing it on group more therapy. or less Hiddleston. You let us know. Um, but the last question I'll, I'll uh, ask you guys: We've got three new MCU movies coming out next year. We got Black Panther, Infinity War, and Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. So of those three, God, everyone's going to say Avengers. So 
I don't, I'm kind of excited about Black Panther too. I think it looks good. I, I mean, it does look really. Yeah. It looks it looks amazing. I think it'll be fun. Um, but I think everybody's excited about Infinity War. It's, You're bringing in the guard. It's like the Olympics. It like it like literally the, feels like because you got all the teams and everyone's going to be intermingling. They're all going to be hanging out in the the athletes' village, and well, I want to see what they do and what happens, and especially if someone's going to die. So yeah. I'm excited. Um, I'm kind of hoping it. Um, yeah, I mean, I am excited for Affinity War. I hope it is a little more on the uh, on the Captain America Civil War side of things. You know that that's been one of the only like serious kind right. of dark Marvel film, mm-hmm. and you know, not dark in a way that like the DC movies are dark. But I think Captain America Civil War is one of the only movies where you actually feel some. Wait, not Civil War. I mean Winter, Sh- Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Like Winter Shoulders. Winter <laughs> Winter Shoulders. Winter Shoulders. Uh, <laughs> uh, that that movie to me, I think, is the is is about the only Marvel movie where the stakes kind of feel real, and right. you really feel like people are, you know, it's it's very people emotional. Dying. And you and had I, some good writers. Yeah, on those, and I think uh, and I, and I think um, Infinity War Russo, needs to yeah, be and Ed Brubaker, yeah, more like that. Right, I would like that. I feel like we're gonna have a little balance of that, probably, with the obvious humor that we always. I'm get a little from these nervous movies. about it. I'm a little yeah. nervous about it. Honestly, well, I mean, all I know is I'm excited for Ant Man because that first one's good. You do like Ant Man. Like you Ant-Man. like Paul Rudd a lot. I do like Paul Rudd. A lot. I get it though. Um, <laughs> well, cool. Um, any final thoughts on Thor? Before Evangeline you... Lily too. Love her. <sighs> Love you, Kate. Any final thoughts on Thor? Ragnarok? Uh, I think that's... I'm excited to get good. the soundtrack when it comes out. I'm sure there's going to be like a sweet final release of some sort. It's on, so. it's on Spotify. Keep an eye on Mondo. Keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, cool. Well, thank you guys. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. I had fun. We did that snack talk. was fun. Snacks? We did snacks. Mm-hmm. Some snacks, yeah. Then we did Thor Ragnarok. Did it. Mm-hmm. Got a piece of the Agro Craig. Are you guys ready? Yeah. We started this. A couple weeks ago, we're bringing it back due to, pop, due to popular demand. What are we doing? The people have spoken. The people have spoken. Um, we're not doing any more snack talk right now. Although I've been eating pretzels this whole time and they're delicious. Mm-hmm. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Making me thirsty. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, right now, it's time for the Yes Have Some. Whoa. Fuck budget. Fuck budget. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Mother, mother, fuck. Mother, mother, fuck, fuck. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Yes. We have a song yet? We do have a song. We do have a song. We have a song. We got a very we all just short, enjoyed the song. song. So. Enjoy the song. Um, cool. So welcome to Yes Have Some Fuck Budget. It's the fun, wholesome segment where we say fuck a lot. Yeah. Uh, and we no. learn about budgeting. We learn about finances. No, this is the segment of the show where we have five topics that I will present to Jacob and Abigail. They have not been informed of these topics. And... Uh, I don't know anything. They don't know anything. We didn't go over them before the show. Uh, no, 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 no. The points don't matter, but you get 10 fucks to give over five topics. You got to allocate them. You can only care about things so much because you got to, you know, space out your fucks that you give. And that people know. People know the drill. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it, the rules don't matter. What I'm going to do is present these topics to you guys. You're giving us our fuck allowance. Giving you a fuck allowance. I get allowance. excited to get my allowance. There you go. It's a big uh, day. As long as you do the dishes and mow the mm-hmm. lawn. Uh, Jake, did you get an allowance growing up? Uh, yeah, I did sometimes. God, I did. Sometimes? <laughs> that doesn't sound like an allowance. It, that just sounds like every now and then your mom gave you some money. 
but you didn't know when it was coming or why. Yeah, that's kind of how it went. Okay. That's kind of that's kind of what I had to. But I had to do the chores no matter what, you yeah. know. Yeah, you had to do the chores or your mom would just do torture you nope. with uh, the Chucky. Yeah. Chucky stuff. Yeah. Exactly yeah. I remember being Yeah, I had friends who would like be able to make extra bucks doing stuff and also get allowances and I never had an allowance. I remember that being like not, you know. I wasn't allowed to spend like I would get money for Christmas from like aunts and uncles and I, I wasn't allowed. Chores. They were like you have to save it. I'm like for what? I'm 5. Yeah. I'm seven years old. <laughs> oh, I had a bank account. I what am I going to CD? Th- it was a very big deal. Oh, God. Anyways, I don't <sighs> want to get on family drama. It's time to give up. Uh, it's time to give up. It's time ready to give up. Uh, cool. <laughs> so, are you guys ready? Yes. Yep. I love this. The first topic for tonight has to do with another cinematic universe that might be stopping before it gets started. Universal, it was reported today in The Hollywood Reporter that Universal might officially be done with the Dark Universe uh, cinematic film universe, which was basically going to be the classic Universal monsters all rebooted to be in one connected universe. We're talking The Mummy, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein's Monster, Bride of Frankenstein, uh, Jekyll and Hyde, uh, The Invisible Man, all of that. The Mummy came out this year. That was the first one that was going to knock it all out. Directed by Alex uh, Alex Kurtzman. Uh, Alex Kurtzman and Chris Morgan were basically like the showrunners, right? Um, both experienced guys. They've done a lot of stuff. Alex Kurtzman directed The Mummy. Uh, Chris Morgan wrote all the like the last seven Fast and the Furious movies. These guys know what they're doing. But what I'm saying is this: The Mummy bombed, and now Universal's cutting ties. Jake, mm-hmm. how many fucks yeah. do you give about this? Um, you know, I gave it three. Whoa. I gave it, I gave it three fucks because, yeah, like, the mummy sucked. It sucked in that, and and and, and we knew it was going to suck, like, from the first descriptions of what the movie was going to be. I think we knew, oh, this is not going to be good. And that was always very sad to me because, I mean, you know, like, I like horror movies and I like the universal monsters. And I think a lot of people do even, even people who aren't into just horror movies, like everyone knows what and who the universal monsters are. And I think, um, I think those movies, if they were done properly would do really well. And it would be cool to see those monsters come back. And we've talked about this recently, like, you know, when we were talking about remaking monster squad and shit, Oh yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, they fucked it up. They fucked it up. Just trying to get the biggest, like we talked about this before. Tom Cruise does not automatically equal like a good movie anymore. That's not, people don't, that shit doesn't fly anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, What's interesting, too, is the movie actually, like, it definitely bombed in the United States, but because of Tom Cruise's uh, star power, it made its money back. It made it international. Like, that's what yeah. I've heard, right? Yeah. But, you know, I don't think that they were confident in what they were seeing. Obviously, Bride of Frankenstein was supposed to be the next one. About two Which weeks, makes no sense. Right. Makes and, no sense. And it was about two weeks ago that that was pulled from the schedule. And right now the thinking is that they're just going to stop and just the, the report said that there was like a, a, one of the studios, there was this office building that was supposed to house all of the writer's rooms and all of the production offices for the uh, dark universe. And it's like yeah. literally empty right now. They said it's empty. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm, I mean, cause like on the one hand, it's like, I really wanted 
I really wanted to see these movies uh, the right way. But when it starts off and they're obviously not going the right way, uh, I'm kind of glad that they shut it down and didn't try to continue doing the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Because that's even worse. Like the first movie being bad and then being like, okay, we need to stop, take another look at this or let someone else take or just shelve it for now. That's better than if they would have kept making fucking movies as bad as this mummy was. And, you know, like who knows, maybe, maybe, you know, the right person will come along and we'll, and we'll, and we'll get to see these down the road the way they should be. And another, another thing is that, um, Guillermo del Toro has a movie coming out. Um, that very like from next me. month, lady like in the water. Month. Yeah. Lady in the water. Uh, it's called the shape of water. Shape and, of and it <laughs> looks, I was it, dead it could, serious. I'm such an idiot. Is it Lady in the Water and M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah you were doing that. It could easily be, like, this This movie could easily be, like, a film in the Creature from the Black Lagoon series. And yes. And if you've read any interviews with him, that's, like, one of his childhood movies that he got obsessed with. And this movie is, like, directly, you know, it, it's... It's influenced. A product of him yeah. watching. Yeah, it's directly influenced by that movie. And um, I even read that he's going to take like a year off of doing any kind of directing or anything because this movie is so close to him and he's watched it so many times. And he's like, he was describing how movies are kind of like having a child and you kind of want to grow with them. And a lot of times you don't get to, because as soon as the movie's out, you start. And he's like, he's like, I'm not going to neglect this movie. I'm going to travel with it for a year and tour it. It's my, it's my movie. He said, it's like, he said, it's like, the thing that he's most proud of that he's ever made is this movie. And, um, I'm a little, like, I'm a little bummed because it's not getting a whole lot of, you know, press or, or, uh, advertisements and, uh, it's going to come out. And I, I, I mean, I like, I love his stuff. I bet it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be like, Hey, universal, this is what you could be doing. You know, like, why is it at one point Guillermo del Toro was like in talks to make a creature from the black lagoon, like a long time ago. And maybe, maybe universal will, will see this movie and it'll be like, Oh fuck. That's what, that's what we should be doing. So is James Gunn. That's what we need to be doing. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, before I chime in with a couple of my thoughts, Abigail. Yeah, I was going to say it. Back to me. Um, <laughs> whoa. How many? If we're whoa, giving whoa, a fuck whoa, 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 whoa. Jeez. I have not asked you the question. Uh-huh. How many fucks do you give? I give about- zero fucks. Um, I, well, I'm not like a Universal Monster fan. I like mm-hmm. the Universal <laughs> Monsters. I haven't seen the movies, so I'm not going to not gonna lie and say I care more than I do. Um, if we're giving our fucks about The Shape of Water, I'd probably give like three fucks because I'm excited right. about that movie and I've watched a trailer. I think it's a cool story. Um, I like, uh, I just like the look of it. Um, and if it was a James Gunn directed creature from the black Lagoon movie, I would give a lot of fucks too. But because this is me giving a fuck about the dark universe being canceled from like the based off of like what I've seen from the mummy, the Tom Cruise mummy movie, I don't care. And I'm glad that it's done. And mm-hmm. I would probably give a fuck. I don't know if there was news about what where they would move on from this, but the fact that it's just over and that's it's scrapped, you know, I, I don't I don't give a fuck about it because I didn't like the the what, mummy. What so. did you like more, the Tom Cruise mummy movie or the Mummy the Ride? Or the Mummy the Ride, the ride by far. <laughs> the ride's definitely guys. Better, that, yeah. was, that ride was fun. It was I really fun. liked mm-hmm. it. Um, it was fun. So uh, I'm not going to chime in with my fucks, but 
Uh, here's what I think. If you want good movies, find good directors and writers and quit caring about connected universes because guess what? It's only worked one time, and it was basically by accident. What yeah. Marvel is doing... Started because of just Easter eggs. Yeah, and it's not a... Uh, it's not a... There's no blueprint for it. You just have to no. make good movies. If you make five good Universal Monster movies and then you want to do your mashup and you have like a run of success and you've proven yourself, go for it. But yeah. like, if you're leading... Easter eggs and crossovers and things like that happen as a byproduct of passion for what you're writing about and because you care about them. And if you love a character so much, like Stephen King loved uh, like Bev and... Uh, what's his name? Um, Richie. Like They show up in uh, another book. Like It's... It's because you care about them and you want to see them again. Like that's there has to be like passion and that kind of thing going on behind the scenes, not just like a force <laughs> interweaving just, like that happens way before any of the just stuff's imagine made. the meeting. All right, guys, it's the mummy, but you get the poster, Tom Cruise. Oh, cool. We should build a universe around that. Like <laughs> fuck you, man. Right. Uh, exactly. We'll move on to the next one, but I will say this: there's talk of Universal licensing out those properties possibly to other studios to make those individual movies. And uh, Blumhouse was one of the uh, ones no. they mentioned. Um, I, know, I know Jake doesn't like The Purge. He doesn't like the, uh-huh. the thing with the Get Out and all that okay. stuff. Uh, but they, Blumhouse is doing the new Halloween, and they're, you know, they, they are leading the way in horror right now. Personally, Found I, footage creature from the Black Lagoon. Are we doing it? It's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. Okay. Um, sure. I don't know. I just don't. I, I let's move on. I'm gonna get frustrated because I'll start ranting. You're gonna and start ra- to give a fuck. I'm gonna start giving a fuck, and guess what? I still have <laughs> ten to give, so let's yeah. Cool. So you've got ten to give. Jake has yeah. seven to give. Next, Jacob and Abigail, Ben Affleck of the movie Dogma. <laughs> yes, he's yeah. more than likely at this point, based on his recent comments, where somebody asked him, "Hey, you've got a five film commitment." For uh, to play Batman, do you think you'll be seeing that through? And he basically was like, "We'll see what happens." Uh, more than likely, after Justice League, Ben Affleck is going to be out at DC playing Batman. After okay. not doing a solo Batman film, he did mm-hmm. Batman vs Superman. He did Justice League. He more than likely will not be in the new trilogy directed by Planet of the Apes director Matt Reeves. Abigail, I'll start with you. How many fucks? I'm giving this one fuck because similar to Jake, I dislike so very, very much um, what he's what I've seen of him and like what he's done for like Batman as a character. And uh, I really didn't like uh, Batman v Superman. And I uh, I just don't think I think he's hard to understand. I think he's a giant block of wood. I think he's kind of despicable just as a human being. Um, so I'm kind of glad hold on, hold on. that he's gone. I want you to really tell me what, how you feel, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I didn't think it was going well for him, so I'm not like surprised to hear this. Um, and I'd like to see what the uh, what it's, where we can move on without Ben Affleck because I just I never liked him as Batman, and I'm I'm ready for him to to get the boot. So well, you loved Christian Bale. I did. I really yeah. did. I like those movies, so yeah. I'm glad it's over, so I'm giving it one fuck because I care that... <laughs> That's the quote. Because I don't like him. Abigail and Ben Affleck leaving the DC Universe. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Those are my fucks. Jacob? 
hey, zero fucks. Uh, get, these, get these fucking DC movies out of my face. <laughs> get out of my face. All the best get quotes. Get them out of here. Uh, okay. Do you want to elaborate or we just want to move on? Yeah. Do you just want them out of your face? I'll, I'll elaborate. DC movies are garbage. All right. That's what I got to say. I haven't seen Wonder Woman. I hear it's pretty good. But you know what? I don't give a fuck because everything before that has sucked. I, I will say care. this. Mm-hmm. There's a couple new clips of Justice League. You can watch them on hey. YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they are very bad. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> like if you're having a, a bad day, it's don't watch. So Wars. the news came out this week that Danny Elf, you know, Danny Elfman is scoring uh, the Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously, Danny Elfman uh, worked with Tim Burton a lot back in the day. Uh, the score to, uh, well, he was in Oingo Boingo, and he did, you know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He did the original Batman 89 theme, which is one of the most iconic, you know, movie themes. And it came out this week that he would be using that theme for Batman, and he, he uh, for, you know, in Justice League. And he was like, well, why would I write a new theme for Batman? I already wrote, like, I already wrote the best one. So I was kind of excited about that. Yeah. Right. So they released this clip from Justice League with the Danny Elfman score, and you hear some of the theme And when mm-hmm. Batman jumps on screen. I was so annoyed because it makes no sense. Oh, is it kind of like throwing a cameo from one of the original actors of a really iconic movie into a reboot where you're like <laughs> kind of takes you out of it? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. All I know is what I hear. I don't want Ben Affleck. Like, what? I never fucking know what he's saying. I know it's important because he's Batman. Okay, that's gross. That's just fun. That's just good. So, yeah, guys. It's not going to save it. You can't. Do you have any ideas who you would want to play Batman? Or do you care at all? I wouldn't mind John Hamm, because I just would never mind John Hamm. So, that's how I feel. <laughs> he'd, he'd pro- I think John Hamm would play a good Superman. You he do? would. I think he would. I think he's got like a little dark side. I'm thinking of him in Baby Driver. Oh. No. Uh, I'm thinking of Kevin Spacey in Baby Don't! Driver. Don't! God, what, what a what? bummer! What? Oh. Uh, Golly! Um, I love that movie. Sidebar, there's a new, I cannot think of the name of the movie. I'll think of it later. There's a new Kevin Spacey movie that was supposed to come out. It was getting like Oscar buzz. Uh-huh. Oh, so made by Sony. Sony not only is delaying the movie by a year, they're taking him out of the movie and casting a new actor and reshooting all of it. Oh. Wow. Holy That's shit. what That's I actually amazing. noticed an advertisement or, or a picture for uh, Baby Driver in Target that like was a picture of all the characters minus Kevin Spacey, which yep. is kind of weird yeah. because he's it was a shot that, like, as I recall, was included them all in the elevator, but, like, he's not like, there. Yeah, it, it's going to be like, oh, you're going to be watching American Beauty. Like, I feel like Kevin Spacey used to be in this movie. Yeah, I feel like we all made that same <laughs> joke hope about. I in, like, a couple years they just digitally put yeah. other actors over every Kevin Spacey. Like, right. Well, the, the, hey, that needs to be a, that needs to be a whole new segment next week on the show is just, like, who do we replace Kevin Spacey in? That's. You know, that should be a Netflix option. Like, <laughs> if you want to listen to the intro or skip the intro, like, which Kevin do you want to replace your Kevin Spacey in this film? I want Kevin McAllister. That's what I said. In House of Cards. Yeah. Um, there's a petition going on. Kevin to, Bacon. Kevin Bacon. 
Kevin Attica. from the Backstreet Boys? Yes, that's my Kevin. Uh, no, he's probably done some weird stuff, too. Mm. Um, <laughs> we've seen... Not. We've seen. There's a documentary. He's fine. So he's fine. He seems like the most adjusted of those. Yeah. Uh, those guys. They're. I, don't, I just completely lost my train of thought. Anyways. You started uh, thinking about the Backstreet Boys. I, I'm sorry. I started thinking Fuck about budget. Kevin Spacey. Oh, there's a petition online that's actually gaining traction to uh, cast Kevin James in place of Kevin Spacey. Sure. On <laughs> House of Cards. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's. Something. So that's. All right. All right. So cool. So uh, Jake has, I believe, six fucks left. Abby has nine. Nine. All right. I have, I have, wait, I have seven. Seven is the word I was looking I'm for. I'm stingy over here. Real um, Ebenezer Scrooge. I have a feeling there's a whole lot of fucks about to be given hard uh, right now. Hard. Um, yeah. In following up what we were talking about a couple weeks ago, Jessica Chastain has officially commented and said that she is in talks to play Beverly Marsh in the sequel to the hit film It. Okay. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba, and the only reason this came up is because they have a movie coming out together, was his name is floating around uh, to play Mike Hanlon. Um, how many fucks do you give about the things I just said, Jacob Walsh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I only, I give one, Mm. I give one fuck because Jake, you should be a financial advisor. Yeah. Where do you like, um, uh, Morgan? I'll tell you, let me tell you why I only give one fuck about this. What is it? It's not, it's not real news. (laughs) And if you, if you read the quote, like if, if you read the actual quote from her, I think it's the thing that's happening with the story is the same thing that happens with every story is somebody says something and it just, they just blow it up. Dude, I'm waiting for that to happen to our podcast. I'm waiting. I want to <laughs> get online tomorrow morning, and there's an article. About on- Kevin Replacement on Netflix? <laughs> or, yeah. I love that. So, yeah, did you guys there's, see you can There's replace- an article, and, it, and it's like, uh, uh, Sony uh, digitally replaces Kevin Spacey in every... <laughs> yes. um, no, but if you if you read the article, her... So they take the... In- Usually when you when you read the words in talks, that sounds like an official thing. There's nothing official happening. Casting has not actually started for this movie yet. Um, that we know of. There's no official anything. And the in talks that uh, we're, we're speaking of, she literally says, like, yeah, I'm friends with them, and I have told them that I would do it. Like, that's it. There's no, like, official, there's no contracts being written up. And the Beverly thing about... Beverly Harsh, man. Oh. No, I mean, I know. I'm just saying, like, there's nothing, there's... This isn't newsy. Like it's just more people saying, "Oh, she wants to do it." They, you know, there's no like, whenever, whenever like we get some official business happening, yeah. then yeah, I'll give a fuck about that. But this yeah. isn't. This is just her saying, "Yeah, I'll do that." My heart burns there too. Is. And um, the thing about Idris Elba, first of all, is like I don't know where that's coming from. Like his name's floating around. It's not. Like maybe it is, but there's nothing official happening. It's floating. And also, it's like the also, Dark Tower. Like, it's floating. Yeah, and it's also tall. like I like Idris Elba. He's good. He's he's got like a beautiful voice, and I'll listen to that man. But one, I don't think he's right for Mike Hamlin. And two, please don't put Idris Elba in another Stephen King adaptation directly right. after the Dark Tower because it fucking did terrible. And I don't want people going into a new Stephen King movie like. 
with that stigma already. You know what I mean? Like he just with the shadow of the dark tower hanging over them. Tower. Yeah, whatever. Which, hey, by the by the way, can I do a mini stress really quick? Mini yeah. tiny little mini stress. I'm yeah. halfway through the dark tower and I kind of hate it. Whoa. Whoa, the movie? No, the book. Yeah, the book. You're halfway through the dark tower, so you're on book four. I mean the first book. The, oh, first the Gunslinger, book, right. The Dark Tower, The Gunslinger. Right. All right. You hate it? Not very good. I read that book. We know. <clears throat> first 20 pages? No. I read the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. It was like a Steinbeck. Ah. <laughs> Got it. One Any, of the Steinbecks. Anyways, moving on. Uh, moving on, moving on. Uh, One sec. Another sidebar. None of us have seen the Dark Tower movie. We but doesn't stop us from talking. The steel book looks. The cover looks really good. Okay. Does it? I haven't yeah. seen it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it when I get when I read this book. You know what else? I'm really good steel book cover was Ghostbusters Dance of the Call. Oh great! One of the best parts. Hey, they should have a feature on Netflix that allows you to put Idris Elba in any Stephen King movie. Oh. Hey, wait. Can we just wait? Can you know what? I'll be good if Idris Elba is digitally put on top of every Kevin Spacey role. I'll watch yeah. that. I'll watch that. That's he's good. good. I don't have I don't have a problem with him. I just don't think I don't he's see him as much. I just don't think he's Mike Hanley. No. Can he be the neighbor in Pet That's Cemetery? why I... Sure. Wait, Judge? Judge? Yeah. No. I, no. No, because he could be like he could be like uh, no. I saw uh-uh. your I saw your daughter's. I was down now. in Fayetteville yesterday and I thought oh, I saw Judge wrong. Crandall walking around. Judge, like the old town square. It's Judge Crandall. Oh no, that's no, not. Abigail. <laughs> um now that now that Jake has accused me of fake news. Yeah, you guys are fake news. You. I know. I'm not now, accusing you of fake news. Now I'm I accusing feel, of whatever website you got it from. I feel bad giving this as many fucks as I have, but no, I want to give, give I give it four fucks because it's regarding something I care deeply about. And that's how I allocate that's Idris fucks. Elba. That's no, funny. Idris Elba is fine. He's great. I love the wire, but, um, I don't see him as Mike Hanlon at all. I wanted, uh, Jordan Peele. Like, that's what I feel like. I feel like he would be, he would bring something to it. And I think he's funny. And I think that he appreciates Stephen King and like horror. And I would just like to see him in that role. I like and I heard that oh. floated around. I'd rather that be floating. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, floating. is that some official talk you heard? Dude, Jake, it's so That's official. That's in talks, it's right? Floating. Team fields and talks. Sometimes things just float in. I think, um. honestly, I think they should divide Mike into two different characters and let Key and Peel play him. Oh. Right. Okay. Got a little, okay. His inner Never monologue. It, just like, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That's Well, fun. that's in talks. I heard that's in talks because it's we just talked about it. It's floating. I heard that um, was floating. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, yeah, and I also, uh, Jessica Chastain, I don't have any direct connection to her, but I don't mind her, and I, yeah, it's, if it's Beverly Marsh, then I care, so there are fucks being given, and there's four of them from me, and cool. I don't want to, like, restate everything that Jake just said, but I kind of feel the same about the Meg, uh, Idris Elba Mike stuff, so. Another go. sidebar. Let's say there was a third book of It, where okay. all the characters come back, but now they're all, like, 70. A third? You're saying there's a okay. second? A third Oh, you mean part. the first part and the yeah. second you part. Got the, it, got it. Like the five that are still alive? No. Let's pretend, yeah, the five They're that are still, still alive. Around. No, just the five. Okay. Hey, no spoilers. <laughs> Who are we casting? For. Uh, for, for the old. old for old for, it. <laughs> oh, for very old. Wait, this, this is like. Yeah, for um, old it. Well, well, Tim okay. Curry can come back. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> As, oh, because Pennywise is. Susan Sarandon is Beverly Marsh. Even though, <laughs> even though Pennywise has been around for like eternity, mm-hmm. now he's but he's actually no, he's he starting to yeah. age. Larry Once David is Richie Tozier. 
Yes. I can see it. I can see it. Wait, Danny Glover as okay. Mike. Oh, that's fine. For sure. For sure. Gotcha. What we, what, we're almost done. Who else is left? Yeah, I don't Stan? know. Stan? Nah. Ooh. Stan doesn't get Stan an doesn't old. go. Uh, okay. So we got Mike. I'm trying to think of it. We a, got Bev. What about a Ben? We got Richie. A... No, you said Susan Strandon. That's perfect. I know, but Ben, I said. Ben? Ben? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's I'm, I'm hard stumped. because a lot of times yeah, people not a, a bunch this of is not a good. This is not a good like off the top of the head. Uh, we'll get to this. Hey, subject. If you're listening, you got a good Ben. Good <laughs> hey, old let me ben. ask a question. Everybody's got to think about. Let us know. Yeah, let me ask a quick question. Your dream cast. All right, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. All right, so I I like Danny. Let's just. I want to see a movie with Danny Glover, <laughs> Susan Sarandon, and Larry David. I just want to see yeah, whatever that is. I can see it. An old Tim Curry. Yeah, I love it. No, that's the trick. Skarsgård plays Pennywise. Tim Curry is just doing a cameo. It's a fun nod. Or he could play. He could play. Uh, he could play Bill. Yeah. Wait. Well. Like oh yeah. We wait. never casted Bill. Oh yeah. Bill Murray. Bill. Oh, for sure. That's because he's somber. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. What if? What totally if it was works. just like the cast of Ghostbusters? What if like Dan Aykroyd was Ben? Yeah. Okay. And um, okay. But, Annie Potts can be a Beverly. Bev? Okay. Oh, yeah. all right. I wouldn't we'll bring mind back, that. Uh, we'll bring back Rick Moranis. Play Richie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mike I'd will be uh, Winston. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait. Well, who said he had to be Winston? We all saw Stranger Things. Okay. We settled this. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Budget. This is a good segue. How many? How many fucks? We do have two more things to go. We're gonna we're gonna wrap them up quickly. Okay. The company Novos, who uh, is one of the leading companies that makes uh, replica props, they do a lot of Star Wars stuff, uh, Star Trek, and they've gotten to the Ghostbusters game. They right now have their Proton Pack kit out. You can buy it. It was announced this week they will be putting out another Proton Pack, which is not a kit. It's a ready-to-wear, fully ready-to-go electronics, lights, sounds. What's special about it, it is the first pack that will be sold ever that is molded directly from a screen-used proton pack. Mm-hmm. So this is not like 20 years of lineage and hearsay. This means that friend of the podcast, Vincent Nordone, mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, oh God, I can't think of his I name. I bought my very first proton pack from Mr. Vincent Nordone. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is cool there guy. any funny sidebars that you can share? It was very inaccurate. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> all right. Um, That's why you need the screen accurate one. Vincent Nordone and uh, Sean Bishop That's uh, were given access. You know, good guys. Really good yeah. guys. Longtime prop builders in the community. Given mm-hmm. access to what is known as the Spangler Pack. Um, it's called the Spangler Pack because it when they got it from the Sony archives, it has a peach piece of scotch tape on it that says spangler uh there's a little bit of discussion of who actually wore the pack in the movie that's kind of irrelevant it is a hero pack from ghostbusters one and two it is being molded it is being built into for sale proton packs jacob walsh how many fucks do you give i get you know at first i wanted to like i kind of went back and forth like i was giving it like five fucks and i was giving it like one because i was like well am i gonna get one do i want one (laughs) Yeah. I, I landed. I landed on three. Give it oh. three. I think it's very cool that this is happening. It's been, you know, before before I ever even thought I could own a proton pack. You know, it's like the thing that probably 
all three of us, one of the things that we've always wanted. And for everyone who's like super into Ghostbusters, like that's something you want. And then it, they're hard to get. They're they're very expensive to build. You got to have a little bit of knowledge of building if you're going to build one yourself. And uh, I I usually don't like that kind of stuff. Like I don't want to build a proton pack. I'd rather buy it. And mm -hmm. it's just cool that somebody who you know, two people who've been in the Ghostbusters community prop building for a very long time are getting to work with a company like Inovos, which I know there's been good and bad things said about Inovos. Like, I've seen a lot of people have problems with some things, and then, I mean, but whatever. But anyways, like, they got Ghostbusters. They're putting out, I mean, like, how, how, how much better could it get? Like, they're going to put out a replica of a screen-used you know, mold it off a screen used prop. And I think that's really cool. I, 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 it might be super expensive. Right. Um, I may not get one, you know, we may not, they may be hard to get whatever, but it's just cool that it's happening and that, uh, that opportunity is going to be put out. Right. And I think, um, well, I'm, I'll ask you first. Yeah. I literally, Jake, if I were to have known about these topics before we recorded, I would have uh, written down three fucks because I buy, I don't build. Um, and that's how yeah. I feel. Like, I have, we've done builds, Craig and I together, and um, I just would rather have it, like, ready-made. Yeah, and we saw yeah. the Anovos display when we were down in um, Orlando for Star Wars Celebration, and their stuff is, like, it's really nice. Yeah, and, I've, bought, I've bought costumes from them before. And yeah, so I feel pretty, comfortable. great quality. I like that it's out there. I like that it's based off of Spangler's Pack. I like that it's uh, screen accurate and that you can trust the people who crafted it and the you know the work behind it. So there's no shady like that's what always happens with these things is like recasting and like buying parts supplied by people that are you know you're not you know nefarious or whatever. So right. mm -hmm. it's just good to get like something you can feel good about that you know looks good. So those I'm are excited. really good points because like the prop building community in general can it it, it has a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. Uh, you know, up until like it did, it wasn't until maybe like two thousand. Oh, guys, two thousand three, two thousand four, when like custom built like fan proton packs started actually looking pretty good. Like for a long time, everybody was just taking shots in the dark on no, 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 no. you know the specifications and the the materials and yeah and the makeup of a proton pack, and to see you know ten fifteen years later. If you're a fan and you can afford it, you could buy the most accurate. I mean, and this isn't like disparaging to any. So there's a lot of people who build really great packs. Our sponsor right. of the show, Carnivorous Creations, puts out some of the best, if not the best, proton pack shells and mm -hmm. proton pack materials available. And that that stuff's still going to be there. Mm -hmm. It's just cool to have another option. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's good for fans. It's good is. for prop builders. good for collectors. Mm -hmm. There was definitely some, like, backlash in the Ghostbusters fan community. Oh, you're telling me there was backlash in the Ghostbusters fan community? Can you believe they no. took a no. positive thing and they turned it into a negative? What? I don't believe it. That that can't be. Uh, I, there's, I think a lot of that, sometimes that comes from jealousy and all sorts of shit that's not worth talking about. But, hey, it's also, a good Also, it comes thing. from caring a lot. You people know, care. When you care, you get your feelings. Care. Things happen. Sometimes people care so much that... Instead of going, I wish I get to do that, but I'm glad somebody is, they go, it's not fair that I don't get to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, to those people, I say, to hell with you. And we don't That's give a fuck. That's stupid. We don't give a, we will give you no fucks. You get zero fucks. Give All right, no cool. Uh, we will move on because we're uh, <laughs> running a little long here. Right hey, it's now. the last one. It's the last one. Here yeah. we go. Last one. This, this is a big one. 
Fuck budget. Do we want how how many? This is the big one. What do you guys have left? How many do I have left? I've given, I've given eight fucks. So I got two left. So you got two to get. So you can care, Jake. Do, can you care? I yeah, I can. <laughs> All right, cool. Here we go. Especially After... if I want to eat tonight. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to budget. So to budget. Um, it was reported this week that the Tolkien Estate is close to reaching an agreement with Amazon <coughs> to reboot the Lord <coughs> of the Rings film series as a television show. Now, before we ask any questions, just to give a little background, there was a lot of... Uh, the Tolkien estate, the family, has been very protective of the property. I mean, we have a lot of friends who are very much into the Lord of the Rings, very much into the Hobbit films, know a ton about that. And I remember at DragonCon talking to Hal Clay, friend of the podcast... He's hosted the show before. If there was ever going to, I asked him, is there ever going to be any more Lord of the Rings movies? And the general thought forever has been, they're not going to, from no, they're not going to adapt anymore. The Tolkien estate will, they're going to keep it, uh, you know, keep it under wraps and not license it out. And uh, you know what? Two hundred and fifty million dollars later, and it looks like Amazon's going to be making Lord of the Rings. All the reports say it will be a retelling of Lord of the Rings. Not any other uh, adaptation of, you know, anything further than that, the mm-hmm. Summerillion or any other Tolkien stuff. Mm-hmm. So my question is, Abigail Gardner, <clears throat> how many fucks do you give about a Lord of the Rings TV show? I'm giving one fuck. <clears throat> so you're just saving a fuck. I, yeah, I like to save. I want to have one left over. Yeah, I get stressed <laughs> not, you know. I like to save a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, Lord of the Rings, I uh, I read the books when I was probably like a freshman in high school and I saw the movies as they came out, and on on opening night, and I remember that, um, and like staying up late before like finals the next day because I was really into them. Um, and you grew up in a household that Tolkien was cool because Tolkien was friends with Lewis, C.S. Lewis, so um, it was kosher. And um, I really liked The Hobbit, and I really liked the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and uh, I but I didn't see The Hobbit the movies like, and I kind of. On when it comes to revisiting Peter Jackson's um, movies, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring and all those, I feel like they're aesthetically great and all that, but like I, I tend to fall asleep like in the first 15 or 20 minutes, and I actually really enjoy falling asleep to those movies. They're good to nap to. Um, so I wouldn't give Another both great my quote. books. They're just Abby's so good review. to nap to. It's great to nap to. Mm-hmm. Well, you got the Shire, and it's, you know, the music's great. <laughs> It's very comforting. Um, you got, yeah, second breakfast and potatoes and all that. Stuff. Like, like, there's great moments in those movies and great acting. And, like, there, you know, there's a lot of CGI and uh, there's some added characters. And, like I said, I haven't seen the Hobbit movies, so I wouldn't give both of my fucks. But when it comes to the TV series, that could be cool. Um, based off of, like, what Lord, or, uh, excuse me, uh, Game of Thrones has done with, like, the fantasy realm and, like, keeping it a little bit somehow modern and updated with, uh, with you know, really good characters, really good acting and all that kind of shit. If this, you know, TV series follows in those footsteps and does some really good stuff and is faithful to the source material and maybe shows some stuff and some moments that were in the books that didn't make it to Peter Jackson's versions, that might be kind of cool. Because as I recall, there were some things in the books that weren't in those movies. So I'm open to it and I'm giving it one fuck. And I'm Jacob. saving one fuck for myself. You save a fuck. You know. Uh, Jacob, how many fucks? Um, I also gave it one fuck, um, but not really for the exact reason 
Abby did. I, I haven't read those books, but I, I think those movies are great. I think those first three movies are they're really good. And I, I, I have a hard time thinking that they're going to be, uh, you know, approved upon. I think they're very good. And um, first of all, it's like, it's Amazon. Like, Amazon's going to make Lord of the Rings? Like, what What? What other shows are Amazon I was thinking that too, Jay. That are, that are like... Like, Lord of the Rings is a big undertaking, and right. uh, it what just seems weird. Like, like if it was HBO or something, like a, a station that's known for putting out, like, amazing series, then then I would I would be a little more excited about it. But it's, it's like an Amazon thing, and, um, you know, the Hobbit movies, I don't, I'm not sure how much time was in between Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies, but the Hobbit movies aren't very good, and they, um, they CGI'd everything, you know, all the orcs and everything are CGI. And in the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, none of those are CGI. It's all practical effects and it all looks great. And yeah. I just have a feeling it wouldn't, that wouldn't come through. Um, I just think those movies are really good. And I don't, I don't understand. I feel, I feel like it's too soon to be trying to reboot them. I don't, I haven't read them, so I don't know how much is left out. Um, but I mean, the, I think the general consensus is that those movies are good. You know, like those Lord of the Rings movies are good and they're, they're a pretty faithful adaptation. And, uh, I, I, I can be open to it, but as of right now, it doesn't sound very favorable <laughs> to me. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, a couple thoughts on that. So Amazon's definitely has, they've had success. Like they do that. Um, oh, what is it? Transparent and a couple other shows that, uh, They've had success, but I think they want to step up and compete with Netflix and compete with HBO. Um, Netflix was also – the deal's not finalized. Netflix is also in talks. It could go to Netflix, but I think the thought is Amazon has tons of money and they want to step Proving up. Proving ground. They, yeah, yeah, they want to. But I think if you find the right writers, if you find the right producers, and you, you – I don't know if it works as a straightforward remake because – like, let's see, Return of the King came out in what, 2003, 2004, something like that. So, you know, they're they're older, maybe 15 years old, but those movies, they're very fresh in everybody's mind, right? Mm-hmm. They're on all the time. People have a deep affinity for them. People love them. You know, I'm a giant Harry Potter fan. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> if they were to remake those... No. Um, but it is kind of... Like, if they tried to remake the Harry Potter movies right now, it's almost the same time difference. Like, you wouldn't... You'd be like, well, that's... Why? It's, you wouldn't. You'd a, explore different territory. Um, I wonder if they're going to explore different territory. Well, um, what I wonder is if they're going to take... You know, the the movies are high fantasy and action. I wonder if they take a different approach. I wonder if it will be more character-driven and more like the character, like Game of Thrones, where it's a character-driven soap opera and uh-huh. the, the, the journey and the battles kind of play, you know, something along those lines, like kind of a different take on it. Right. Um, what if it's more adult-oriented? What if they're like, well, we want, that would be really bad if they were like, well, it's going to be like Game of Thrones, but like, uh, you know, Samwise. Oh, Samwise and Frodo oh, well, you are know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Gandalf. With those furry little feet. Kevin Spacey plays Gandalf. Whoa. 
Get him out. You get to pick your Kevin on this one. Get him out of the Shire. Oh, man. You just see the hobbits just running. No business. uh, Oh, is Frodo off to take that uh, ring to Mordor? No, no, no. Uh, Gandalf showed up. He's just getting the fuck out of here. Oh, God. Can we say any of that? I don't know. Fuck it. Anyways. uh, Cool. So there you have. Fuck budget. Fuck budget. I I saved one fuck. You have one fuck? Mm -hmm. Jake? How many Uh, fucks? I saved two. You have two. Mm. Was there anything else you wanted to cover before? I'm gonna we go give for my it? fuck to um, to the needy because it's Christmas. It's oh, not okay. Christmas. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, I'm gonna keep mine. I, Jake's Jake will still keep his imaginary fuck. Okay. Um, the only other topic I didn't get to tonight that we could cover more extensively in another episode is it does look like 21st Century Fox will be sold uh, to Disney, which means that. Uh, we might see the X-Men and Fantastic Four yeah. and Deadpool well, end up from, in the MCU. Oh, that would be from, cool. From what I'm reading, it, it might not be like com- the complete Fox catalog. Like, it's going to be part of it. Right. But, um, but I, I no, I think that would be... That's something I have always wanted to see, um, is the X-Men movies, you know, maybe done a little better or, or let them... Join in with the Avengers. I think that'd be great. I'd be down for that. I want to see... Only if they fight Loki. <laughs> I want to see Tony Stark and Deadpool have a movie together. I want to see what that's like. Yeah. And Rocket Raccoon, too. Really, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. It'd be good. Yeah. But we could talk about that in much more detail when it actually happens, right? Right. Same thing with Lord right. of the Rings. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys so much. Um... My takeaway from this week is that Thor Ragnarok is a hell of a good time. Yeah, it and, is. It's uh, very fun. You guys give a fuck about some stuff, and you don't give a fuck about yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Sometimes we give a fuck. Sometimes we don't. We do what we want. Cool. Uh, well, thank you guys so much. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Yes, have some episode 77. Uh, listen, if you want to find us online, you want to check out the podcast, make sure you search Yes, Have Some on iTunes. And when you get there, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. And uh, that stuff helps us a lot. So we really appreciate you guys taking your time to subscribe. And uh, instead of waiting on us to tell you when there's a new episode, bam, just pops in the whatever um, podcast app that you mm-hmm. use. I forgot what I forgot what the word was for what we do. <laughs> what is it that you do here? It's like when my dad calls me. He goes, "Hey, Craig, when's your radio show on?" Oh, he doesn't understand. Like he what asked me zone? what channel on Sirius he could listen to the show and oh, I was like hey, just God. tell him a different station and time every time and be like dad it's on right it's now on. you're missing you're it you're missing the show <laughs> oh Jesus God. that's another to story call in. Uh, my dad went and saw Guns N' Roses the other day and asked him how the show was and all he could talk about was how great all of their hair was mm. oh so. cool. Hmm, I can't believe him on that. I don't. Oh guy. <laughs> He's like Craig, man. Just that's like that good rock star hair. It's I'm that like, good hair. Get him off. My like, dad, show. what are you doing yeah. at Guns N' Roses? We're on channel 108 on Sirius yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm on right now. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, you can find us on iTunes, search Yes Have Some, and also you can go to the website yeshavesomecast.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, the main place we like to hang out is on Facebook. So come to facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast for all of our updates. Group therapy. And then Yes Have Some Group Therapy, which is the official Facebook group of Yes Have Some Podcast. And that's where you can come and talk about the show, get mm-hmm. stuff off your chest what are you stressed about maybe you have your own fuck budget yeah no um instagram twitter at yhs podcast listen we're in a lot of different places and uh, uh our last episode went up and something happened where uh it got cut off at the end and i had to re-upload it 
and uh, our buddy John Yurkaba reached out and was like, hey, uh, just to let you know, it got cut off at the end of the episode on on uh, Google on Google Play. Is that okay. what it is? Whatever it is. Uh-huh. I didn't even know we were on that. Guys, we're yeah. in places I didn't even know. Yeah. Uh, we're what, all over the place. What I'm saying is you can get Yes Have Some podcasts in all sorts of places. And don't forget to go to yeshavesomeshop.com and pick up a shirt. Uh, the best possible way to support us if you like our show is to uh, pick up a shirt and that way... If you like our shit, get our shirt. There you go. <laughs> if you give a fuck, <laughs> buy a shirt. Yeah. Uh, no, it yeah. helps us. Helps us keep uh, keep things going. And uh, listen, we got a lot of really... It helps us pay for all these big dinners that we keep earning. It's mostly at Sweet Tomatoes they gets don't... the t-shirt money. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a little headset. But yeah, we got, we got a lot of fun <laughs> stuff coming up. We're going into the holidays. We got big movies coming out. Obviously, The Last Jedi is coming out. Yeah. And uh, we'll have some fun announcements coming soon. Definitely. Abigail, Jacob, anything else before we sign off? Big stuff. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. Big stuff. Yeah. No, Jake? I'm good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, well, listen, for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining Yes Have Some Podcast, <laughs> the only place where it pays to give a fuck. Yeah. You guys like that? I like that. Sure. What's it pay though? Fucks. You know. Minimum wage or like what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It pay it it's the kind of pay it was like Jake's allowance. There's no dill pickle flavored peanut. What's the exchange? <laughs> <laughs> dill pickle flavored peanuts. Peanut alone. butter coffee peanuts. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> peanut butter coffee peanuts. We butter started with sandwich? snacks, we ended with snacks. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. this has been episode seventy seven. Peanut butter. Thank you so much. Dill pickle. See you next week. Bye guys. Time. Next week, y'all. Bye. Peanuts. Peanuts. I said peanuts. No, peanuts. Dill pickle peanuts. Penis. Penis. Dill pickle penis. It's bulky, but I consider it carry-on.